Welcome to What Is It About the Weather podcast where we explore the many, many, many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek. This week, we're going to do an attitude check about you and your weather. Before I get there, though, hope you're having some good weather. I'm having a nice rainy day. You guys know I like a little precip. Doesn't really bother me. Gives me a chance to get things done a lot of times. Or at least that's how I look at it. You know, I think about, okay, it's you know, raining outside. What am I going to do? What am I up to? Sometimes I go for a walk in the rain. Sometimes I record a podcast. But it varies. Any case, hope you're having some good one. Rain, snow, sun, clouds, cold, warm, whatever you might like. It's interesting. I came across... There's a newsletter I get every day. I came across this article in that newsletter. It's called The Morning Brew. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm not huge on like a lot of stuff coming to my inbox. You know, over the years, I've worked to kind of parse that down. I know some people thrive on living in their inbox. Not, not my cup of tea, but I get one or two newsletters every day, and The Morning Brew is one of them. It's focused on market stuff, but they do some other things. And every now and then they have articles and, and they do some other ones as well. I shouldn't say it's just financial stuff, but that's kind of their focus. In any case, link in the show notes. If you're interested in subscribing, you can catch it there. But the article was in their weekend episode that I don't always get. Every now and then they kind of throw it at you to see if you want to subscribe, that sort of thing. But the statistic that was interesting was about podcast. And it's in a year, you know, we're coming off a year where podcast behavior changed. For instance, I heard from a good friend of mine who's traditionally, you know, paid attention to the podcast, responded to some of the episodes, hadn't heard from him much with respect to the podcast in the last year. And, you know, in our last exchange, he even mentioned to me, he apologized for saying, you know, just, I haven't been doing it. He's somebody that's become a granddad, granddad in the last year or so, actually the last few months. And he's just busy with other things. And between that and with COVID and everything, people aren't commuting as much. I know for me that commuting is one time, but also anytime I'm just out in the car, anytime I'm going somewhere, I tend to put podcasts on. But most of the time, it's if I'm doing something by myself. If I'm with someone else, you know, that's going to change depending on what people are up to or what they want to listen to. Sometimes it's podcasts, sometimes it's not. So I know even my podcast consumption has changed. I'm also hearing from new people, of course. But I think the reason the statistic came out is what probably happened is a lot of people said, well, I'm going I'm to give this a try, this podcasting thing. And what was interesting is that 26% of podcasts have no more than one episode. This Now, I think this is based on Apple. Apple's still probably got the biggest repository. It's where everybody, because you know, it's, it's kind of where it started, everybody list their podcast within the Apple ecosystem, if you will. 26%. And I think it was almost like the opposite. I think only one-third ever have more than 10 episodes. Now, as the article pointed out there's a lot of reasons to not have more than 10. You Maybe you did a one-time series or you started a new podcast because each one of them was going to be its own thing. Understandable. But even with like episodes that never got more than three, it was almost 50%. It was a little short of that, I think. And it just, it was baffling to me, mostly because there's also 2 million podcasts 
within the Apple ecosystem or almost that amount. And it's like, yeah, no wonder no one can find a podcast unless someone else recommends it. So that's your task this week. Make sure you recommend the podcast to someone else that you think might be interested. All right. The other thing that hit me this week, and it's kind of was one of the reasons that I'm going to do the episode, is every so often in my social media feeds, not all the time. Now, you may think I see a lot of weather-related stuff, which I do, but every so often when I look at like my friends and acquaintances that I have, particularly in the social media accounts where I don't have as many followers or I don't interact with as many folks, we go through phases where I'll see weather-related posts, if you will. And this past week was an example of that. And some was really neat, uh, like a hailstorm in the Europe, right? And actually, you know, Europe had some surprisingly cold weather. There's snow on their dog in the UK, different things like that. But I also saw a lot of people complaining about weather this week in their social media feed. Not just posting posts. You know, a lot of times, you know, people are, capture a rainbow or some neat weather event and that doesn't always align itself for complaining but I saw like a lot of rainy days or a lot of comments that no matter what the post was it just like me me not happy why's the weather doing this that sort of thing so I thought we'd talk a little about weather attitude now we've talked about how weather makes us feel and why we talk about weather and all those things but There is this subcategory that can be problematic in my eyes, but it's not just about weather. It's about how we deal with complaints in general, right? Anytime you have a disconnect in life between what your expectations are and what the outcome is, you're going to be disappointed usually or really excited, right? Because maybe you aced a test that you didn't expect to, right? You went in with the expectation that you were going to do a certain level, and it came out the other way. So it's it can be a positive outcome, but usually it triggers one of those two responses, either a, a really positive emotional thing or a negative emotional thing. Now, if it's on that negative scale, what you do with it next is kind of interesting in terms of how it impacts you, how it impacts those around you, right? And complaining is one of those things. Now, complaining can be healthy. It can be a chance to get it out of your system. But there's also research that shows it can be really bad for you. If you're kind of a constant or chronic complainer, it can release chemicals in your body that just bring you down. And so it's an important thing. It can lead to depression and other things. If you always, uh, you know, schlep rock view of the world where everything is negative, uh, it's just, it's a, dangerous place to be. And it can, of course, also impact those around you. I had someone I worked with years ago who just always saw the world through those negative eyes. You know, any observation seemed to take that negative spin and it would wear those around that individual out to the point that we didn't want to be around that person, didn't want to travel with that person, didn't want to be on any projects with that person. And we're best off when we just weren't around that person, right? But why do we complain? And there are a variety of reasons that we do it. Okay? That underlying expectation versus outcome may be 
the reason that a complaint category forms or the idea of a complaint forms, but how we express that, like I said, can be for many things. It can be, we can be seeking attention. We can be coming up with an excuse. You know, I, I, I would have done better had the sun not been in my eyes or had it had the not started to rain. I'll throw a couple weather related ones in there, but they don't have to be that, right? You know, I would have done better had the room not been so cold or had it, you know, it's funny that even inside I'm, I'm coming up with, with weather related ones, but there can be outcomes that are triggered by a variety of things, a variety of aspects around our lives. You know, the baby had not been crying. The other morning I had one. There was hell. I would have slept better had the helicopter not been hovering over the building at six in the morning. Things like that, right? That in of itself is, is a complaint. I'm unhappy with the fact that I did not get a good night's sleep because of the stupid helicopter, right? And I was. <laughs> but I was trying, you know, it, even right now, it makes me feel better having gotten it out of my system. And sometimes it's about power, right? We're trying to exert our power over a situation or, or how much better we are. We, we call someone else stupid or dumb because we're trying to suggest that we're better somehow. And we're trying to put our power stamp on a situation. Okay. But quite often when we're complaining, we're doing it about things that are just outside of our control. Things that took a situation and altered the outcome to a different level than we expected. But part of that frustration or that desire to vent or complain is because in particular, something happened that we couldn't affect change in. And that makes us feel like, again, it's not our fault somehow, right? Somehow the situation occurred, and this is particularly a true of negative situation. And very seldom do you hear people going, oh, traffic was wonderful today. I got here early because it was sunny instead of raining. You just don't hear that, but you do hear the other, the flip side of that. And weather is a, an example of that quite often, right? I mean, you heard me list in some example complaints and how often did weather kind of, or weather related components flow right in there. And it seems easy because realistically we have no control over the weather, right? And quite frankly, it's a, it's an easy scapegoat. It's really simple, right? Blame the weather. Who can hold that against you? Right. Traffic was bad because of the thunderstorms that came through. My weekend was ruined because it rained the whole time or because it was too cold to go outside. Weather's just easy to blame because it's always going on, right? There's never a situation, you know, in the middle of the night, you can come up with a reason. Right? It was foggy out, right? Middle of the afternoon, it was too sunny, didn't have my sunglasses. All these things, but it's easy to kind of pick on the weather. 
but is that a good thing for you? Right? Or is your weather attitude, if you use weather as a constant complain mechanism, is it actually a good thing or a bad thing? Well, if it's helped cleansing out the situation, if you're just venting a little bit, probably a good thing. Blame the weather. If it really makes you feel better about the situation, throw it off on the weather. But it's also good to double check this. Does it really throw it off or, or are you just covering up for something else? And actually, when you complain about the weather, even more importantly, does it, act, does it put you in a bad mood? Does it constantly reinforce an idea that somehow weather is responsible for your lot in life, right? It's weather the reason that you're meh, in a, just in a foul mood in general. Because I can look outside, and like I said today, it's raining. It's a rainy day. And I know plenty of people that would be like, nah, it's raining. Nah. And once in a while, you know, if it really throws off something you were looking forward to. I remember when I was a kid, right? When you're a kid, you don't always get a lot of time with your parents. They're working, they're doing other things. But one of the things I used to look forward to during this time of year, actually, was going fishing with my dad, right? And every so often, weather would get in the way of that. And so if that's really something you're looking forward to, it could be a disappointment if it doesn't make sense to go because it's just really rainy, right? And sometimes that is the reality of the situation. It just doesn't make sense to do something or you've got to alter your plans. And yes, it's logical for us to get disappointed. So if it helps get it, the disappointment out of your system, have at it, right? If it truly does that, but again, check it. Is it really doing it? Is it just putting you in a worse mood to do that? Or for that matter, are you one of those people that constantly complain so much, and particularly about the weather, that you're just a gray cloud kind of person that no one wants to be around you? Important to keep those kind of elements in mind. And again, this isn't just about weather complaints. It's about complaining in general. And what I try to tell people, and you know, you hear me, I love weather, and I realize not everybody is like that. Not everybody's excited when it's raining or snowing or doing something unusual or it's the middle of a thunderstorm. Whereas I'm like, yeah, bring it on. But one of the best ways that we can avoid being disappointed by things or having an outcome different expectation is to better plan for it. And I read a lot of articles. It was interesting the kind of, you know, every time I do the Google searches on the topics, I'm always intrigued where people go with it. And there were some people complaining about people complaining. But their point was as follows. It's going to be warm in the summer in many places. It's going to be thunderstorms at certain times of year. It's going to be snowy and cold in the wintertime. Don't complain about it. You know that it can happen. Right? Plan for it. Be pleasantly surprised when it's warmer than normal and what you might do because of that. Now, if you're used to it being really cold and because it's really cold and it snows a lot, you can go out and do cross-country skiing or snowmobiling or those things. Yeah, you might get disappointed from time to time. But I think the answer is always have that flexible thing. Like, what are you going to do if, right? And a lot of times with my outdoor activities, that's exactly what I do. Is I may, like yesterday, went and did a short little hike not too far from where I, I live. But I also knew that the rain was going to come in at some point. 
So I just kind of planned around that and said, okay, do this. And if for some reason that doesn't happen or if it still looks okay, you can do another hike. So I had a couple of them labeled just to be safe. A little add-on or what's activity B. If activity A is, you know, I get done at a certain time, it still seems great to be outside. And that recommendation, what there was one of those things I was reading about in the articles is people that had made that shift. And this happened to be with not just complaining about the weather, of course, but complaints in general is what happens to you, your whole attitude, if you focus on trying not to complain, right? And they got down in the end of when a complaint is useful. And the idea is fundamentally a complaint is useful when it can result in an action and getting somewhere. And this usually has to do with things that aren't outside of our control. You get a surprise bill in the mail and how you might handle following up and resolving that issue while still complaining at the same time. I had one just yesterday with a company that, you know, I've, I, I do a couple of pieces of business with them during the year. And last time some sort of automatic payment was supposed to go through, it didn't. And they told me it was resolved and it wasn't. And so instead of getting hung up on it, I just said, hey, still not resolved. Would like it to be. And they fixed it. Now, if that keeps being a problem, that's going to be a different issue. It might mean I need to make an alternate choice. Do business with something else. Someone else on this, you know, these same sort of things. Because they're not the only supplier out there. And it's the same that's true about the weather. So if you are expecting weather, or if you live in an area that's highly variable, just think about it that way. But if you know it's the middle of winter and it's likely going to be snowy or cold, learn to embrace it. Learn to go, what could it be that I like to do? during? And it doesn't even have to be outside. I love having a good fire in the fireplace when it's cold outside. And mentally be prepared for that. But be prepared for plan B. If, if the winter's not as cold or if the weekend that you thought was going to be cold and miserable is not. Right? Because it's real easy to do if we spend just a couple of minutes. And you might be surprised about your mental attitude, not only just generally in life, but about the weather. And then you might find the weather intriguing and interesting and exciting. Now, the good chance is, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, that might be you anyways. The weather doesn't really get you down. And that through this podcast, even you found new ways to think about weather. And, you know, when, when weather is giving you a need to go to plan B, you actually even pause about plan A and go, yeah, I remember when that episode, when this happened and wow, I wonder how that's impacting why. And so it's not that you don't have to make a change and it's not that it might not even be disappointed, but it doesn't live with you. It doesn't reside in you. It doesn't make you angry, put you in a bad mood. So having the right weather attitude might actually help you have the right attitude in life. Just something to think about. All right. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my rainy day. And the week ahead looks to have lots of rain. And I'm stoked about that. And yes, at some point, I might get tired of it as well. But I've got plans to deal with it if it gets to that, gets to that stage. But I'll leave you with this interesting thought. In Australia, they even had a hotline created. Now, I'll put a link in the show notes. I found the story interesting that... This place created a hotline for you to call and complain about the weather. And they had some really neat things where they got calls from kids that were worried about it was so hot, like their bicycle was going to melt or something like that. I don't know. 
you know, it's cathartic to get that stuff out. And I think that's what they were trying to do is it is, it's important not to let things bottle up inside us, but maybe things will bottle up less if you come to understand that quite often expectations and outcomes are not the same and being able to flow and roll with them makes life a little easier. I don't know. That includes the weather though. It does. Let me know. Do you have weather complainers around you? <laughs> Is he, are you one of it, even though you listen to this podcast? What is about the weather at gmail.com or same place on Twitter? Just, just pop me a note. Let me know. But keep in mind, do keep in mind that how you react to the weather and how others react to the weather around you are probably intertwined. You know, a lot of behaviors we get about things, right, come during our childhood years. So if you have kids, remember that if you're complaining about the weather all the time, that may lead to them complaining about the weather. And the weather's got enough problems as it is. Not enough people blaming the weather all the time anyways. It doesn't need one more. But how you look at the weather and how you feel about the weather might have something to do with what your expectations are from the weather. Because as we all know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself.